Andrew, joined by my co-host Devin DKC. What's up, Devin? Hey, Boo. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Doing good. She's rocking the new hairdo. I'm oh, yes. obsessed with it. Check As it a out. fellow curly head person, I love it. Get into it. <laughs> yes. And this is your look for visiting the states. Am I allowed to say that shit? Yeah, yeah. You I can say that. <laughs> Yes, so you're coming back. Yeah, I'm gonna yes. put your business out there, your itinerary. <laughs> <laughs> Catch her at the airport. Uh, no, just good. Yeah, no, seriously, pick me up from the airport. I don't have to pay for Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're going from obviously Hungary to your hometown of Philadelphia. Yes, I'm so excited. I, I mean, I've been back once since I left. Um, but I didn't go into the city. So I'm actually from the Philly suburbs. Mm-hmm. I only went to my mom's house and now I'm going and I'm like going downtown, going to Broad Street, you know, going to the old stomping grounds in the city. So look out for me. If you see a girl with a head full of curly hair, say hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Laura is also from Philadelphia, right? Is she still there? Yeah, yeah. She's in the suburbs as well. So I think our, our houses are, our parents' houses are like seven minutes from each other. So oh, that's shit. definitely like one of my first stops. You guys are going to probably link up probably the entire time, right? Entire time with lots of champagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm so jealous I'm on the opposite side of the country. I know. That'd be so cool to meet up. Both of our Dezes are on the other side of the country. We need to make a Cali trip to come see you guys. Yes, yes. And I know she's like in the Bay Area, which is pretty far for me too. But I mean, hey. Yeah. We could could do like a a middle meetup or something like that. Yeah, that would be fun. Mm -hmm. Or you guys would come to LA. We could go to Pump. We could go to um, Sir and Tom Tom and just do the whole Vanderpump tour. I would do that. I haven't been to LA in a long time, so let's do it. You've never been to any uh, Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants? No, never. Honestly, they're really good. It helps that I love her so much, but like the <laughs> food is really good, especially Pump, the way that it's decorated. It has like all these olive trees that, you know, you've seen on Beverly Hills, right? Because I know you don't watch Vanderpump. Oh, yeah. I saw when she was opening up Pump, right? Exactly. Yes. So it's so awesome. Actually, I was just there the other day with my friend Tati. I told her I'd give her a shout out because she listens every week. I thought she was kidding. You know, when people say like, oh, I listen and they like don't mean it. Right, right. (laughs) She really does. So shout out Tati. You got your little, you got your uh, shout out. (laughs) yes so we were enjoying um there's a hummus plate that i'm just obsessed with when i go there i know it's so boring to some people she was very bored when i ordered it she's like we were gonna like split things she's like oh no i'm just gonna i'm gonna eat my food over here because hummus doesn't do it for me but it does a lot for me i love a good hummus right i love a good hummus mediterranean food that's where it's at with some hot pita Mm. Some fresh vegetables. So good. Absolutely. Same mm. here. Yes. Um, and then <laughs> after we went to this uh, bar, just like two doors down called Beaches, that place was popping. This was a Tuesday night. 
I was thinking we were going to go to, um, for the Vanderpump Watchers, I thought we were going to go to See You Next Tuesday, but Tom Tom was closed, so we didn't check out Sir, because that's probably where it is, I don't, I don't know anymore, but um, we went to Beaches, and it was popping. On a Tuesday, wow. On a Tuesday, yes. Oh, that song, do you remember? Oh, yeah. On a Tuesday. Yeah, I love that song. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> that was my theme song the entire year that came out. I mm-hmm. remember. 2015, I think. Yep. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we were at Beaches, and she, my friend Tati, she was like, um, oh, my God, that guy over there is so cute. So I looked, and I'm like, yeah, he's cute. And she was like, he looks so familiar. He looks like Beyonce's makeup artist. And I'm like, I don't know what Beyonce's makeup artist, I don't know what anyone's <laughs> makeup artist looks like. I don't <laughs> That's just not something I follow, but apparently a lot of people do follow that kind of thing. So she approaches him and she's like, hey, has anyone ever told you you look like Beyonce's uh, makeup artist? And he's like, oh, yeah, I am him. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, you're Sir John? And he was like, yeah, what's up? And he was all like, he was really friendly. And so they took wow. like multiple photos. I was the photographer. I had to stand there for about <laughs> seven minutes taking pictures in different poses. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But I was happy to do it. I was happy to do it for her because she was so excited. It was wow, cool. Wow, that's amazing. Do you pay attention to that? Um, Not as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to be hip on, you know, who was, who's makeup artist and, you know, uh, personal stylist, those types of things. But I've fallen off of the horse. <laughs> well, I was never <laughs> on it. So I'm with you, girl. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know if he listens, and I don't want to burn him out, but he did share with us the secrets that were going to be happening of Beyonce before it happened and before it was announced. He told us. Really? (laughs) We're strangers, right? We literally just met him, and he tells her, yeah, so, you know, she's dropping a new cover album. He didn't say Vogue, but he said, yeah, she's dropping a new, uh, not cover album, what am I saying? Dropping a new, you know, magazine cover. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be hitting tomorrow. And I think it did hit Wednesday night, right? Yeah. Or Thursday morning or I something. Think so. um, he didn't mention the music part. So that is really exciting because I'm sure you know yes. our fellow queen, mm-hmm. Yonce, who runs the world, Yonce. <laughs> the cover of British Vogue for the July edition. But of course, it's out now in June. Mm-hmm. And her new music that she announced in her bio is. Act one. So does that mean there's going to be a two or a three or a four? I think there's at least going to be a two. (laughs) I'll take it. Yes. I mean, shit, I'm happy with one, but. Hell yeah. Called Renaissance. And I know that a lot of little outlets are buzzing on what type of music it's going to be. I don't know if you've heard any uh, insight on what it's going to be. I have not heard a word. Um, Mm. Not that I, I, you know run with Beyonce's people but uh, (laughs) I have not heard a word I just know it's going to be good and I'm thinking like thinking of the direction that she's gone in with the Blackest King album and then the the Carters the album before that yeah and it's called Renaissance I feel like it's gonna be really regal like I mean would you expect anything less from Beyonce No. no but I feel like it could be like music that you would hear in the Louvre Ooh. I've never been there. You have, though, right? <laughs> I've never been inside. <laughs> no? No, those lines are too long for me. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think of a line. I just assumed everyone just comes right in. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, that gives a good 
imagination in my head of what I feel like you're saying that it would sound like. Um, I also heard though on Daily Pop, I'm a, I'm a daily, daily pop watcher on E and they were saying that it's going to be like dance music. I think Lonnie Love was saying that she heard it's going to be some dance music. And then I literally, until the moment we started recording, I was hearing that they were saying she might even throw some country in there. Oh, oh, yay. So it's Beyonce country. I could do Beyonce country because she had that one song from uh, which album was that? It was like my daddy said it was Daddy you. Lessons. Yeah, right? Daddy Lessons. I like mm-hmm. that one because she can. I mean, honestly, Beyonce could sing over a track that says yeah A B C D E F G for thirty minutes, and I'm gonna play that on repeat. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the club <laughs> requesting that to the DJ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But country, I mean, yeah, Daddy Lessons, I know everyone calls country. It really wasn't. It, well, isn't she from Louisiana? She's from Texas. Or her mom is from Louisiana or something? Oh, yeah, I think her mom is from Louisiana. So it reminded me of what that kind of, um, again, not really country, but it just, it, it felt like it had Louisiana roots in it. Okay. Um, and then, of course, they did the version that the chicks, it's so hard for me to not call them the Dixie Chicks. But the Chicks, they've officially yeah. rebranded their name um, about two years ago. So this just in. <laughs> Breaking news. Exclusive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the exclusive. The Chicks were on it. And, uh, you know, they're country icons. So I think maybe that's where people get that idea. But I'm down for some country. I mean, obviously, you know I love country. I love Beyonce. So anything yeah. she does, like you said, I'm going to listen to. And I'm going to think it's great. Hell yeah. I'm excited. I'm actually very sad because I went to go order the box set. You can do that already? Yes. Oh. Go and get you a box set. Yeah. Um, But it wouldn't be delivered until July 29th and I'm not going to be in the States anymore. And it would literally cost me $60 for shipping to get the box sent to Hungary. And then I would have to pay taxes once it gets here. So I did not get the box set contemplating ordering it to my mom's house and having her give it to me for a Christmas gift. (laughs) For Christmas? Damn, you're going to wait? I was just going to say, why don't you just have it delivered there in Philly? Well, no, I'm saying like if I get it delivered to my mom's house, I won't get it before I leave. Oh, because that's like right around the time you're leaving? Yeah, it's like a week after I'm leaving. So if the next time I'm going to be in Philly is probably Christmas time. So do I order it, have it sent to my mom's house and like forget all about it and open it on Christmas morning? I don't know. Damn. Okay. (laughs) So the box set, that just means like the physical edition of it, right? It's a CD. It's a t-shirt. A CD? She has, yeah, it's four different designs. What is that? (laughs) Okay. It's a compact disc. Okay. Hear me out I'm so young. I never heard of it. (laughs) Before we could play music from our phones, there were these little round things. They were like plastic, silvery, shiny, like, I don't know, pancakes, if you will. Wow. And you could put them in like, (laughs) I know, right? So good. You could put them in like this machine Uh and press this button and then music comes out. That sounds futuristic. I I can't wait till that comes out again. Oh my god. I had this big old boom box in my room. I'm acting all brand new. No. I know exactly <laughs> what that is. I used to fall asleep to Twista's album, um, Kamikaze. 
Do you remember that? I vaguely remember. I think I had it, but I don't think I listened to it a lot. There was this song called, um, I think it was called Hope or Hopeful or something with Faith Evans. Hopeful, hopeful, Mm -hmm. yes, he'll make a way. (laughs) I know the words of that one. (laughs) Is this becoming a singing podcast? I know, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It should be. It should be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, I do know what a CD is. You were saying that it has uh, the physical CD and Mm -hmm. um, a T-shirt and what else? Um, Honestly, I forget. But I got hooked up on the fact that there were four different designs. So there's like part one or phase one, I think. Phase or no, pose. Poses. That's what gave it in my mind. Like, oh, it's going to be different like album art. Mm -hmm. So one through four. And I was like, literally, I was going to go order Pose 4, because that's Beyonce's favorite number. Oh, yeah. And then I saw that it's not going to be released till the 29th. And then I saw that shipping, and I was like, sorry, B. Let oh. me think about this. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> and they don't just have normal shipping to Hungary? That's no, weird. No, it's not that type of place. People listen to music <laughs> in Hungary, I'm assuming. I mean, hello. Yeah, people, I mean, people listen to music here and you can get things, ma- packages here. It just costs more. And then you have to pay the taxes when it comes. So like I ordered makeup mm-hmm. and I like, it was like a Black Friday sale. I spent like $30 on the makeup and then I had to pay $30 to get it from the post office in taxes. What the hell? Why? What? Child, I don't know. okay well i will keep that in mind um maybe you'll be getting a a delivery from me i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i might just need to make sure that the world has beyonce in their life because that's what world would it be without beyonce that's weird i don't want to be pretty bland and pretty boring yeah i don't want to be there no (laughs) no Mm -mm. well drake's new album also dropped called honestly never mind (laughs) And I feel like people are saying that when it comes to listening to this album, judging by the poll we just put up on our Instagram, people are saying never mind, about 50%. Let me see the updated thing here. Damn. Okay, 40% are saying no. They're calling it a flop. Wow. Yeah, that's too much. Damn, don't do Drake like that. I know. Are you a Drake fan? Um, Oh. yes. I am a, no, I, okay. Listen, I was a big Drake fan up until Views. He lost me at Views. Oh, um, Views I had all was of my this... favorite one. Really? With Controla and Too Good? Oh my God. I'm too good to you. You take my love granted. I mean, Controla, do you not remember that summer? I remember that summer. I definitely remember that summer, but it wasn't, to me, it wasn't. The Drake that I love. Like, I love, like, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, Drake. I love Cameras, Drake. Girls love Beyonce, Drake. And so... I don't know any of those. <gasps> what the uh, hell? Or is that, like, his first, second album? Something like that? Yeah, like, I'm. well, I think Houston, Atlanta, Vegas was from his first mixtape called So Far Gone. Oh, okay. Um, and this was like back, like, I think like my freshman year of college, this was a long time ago, right after, um, uh, what's the song? Cause you hold me down every time I get her up. Yeah. Yeah. You that one. Yeah. Yeah. That one. And then what came after that? Um, I feel like I'm missing something, but then we had take care. Remember yeah. that album, right? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. With Rihanna. And then there was the... If you're... No. What was before if you're seeing this is too late? I don't know them by name. Oh. I well, really don't. Then I don't... I don't know why I'm naming them, though. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, I know the songs, but not the albums. Yeah. Mm-mm. I just... I mean, I still like Drake, but I haven't listened to a lot of his recent stuff, which is, you know, not a personal thing. Drake, if you're listening, I still love you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> You were more into his Aubrey Graham days, it sounds like. Yeah, I love Aubrey. I love yeah. Wheelchair Jimmy. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. That was still one of the saddest and most impactful episodes in my life. And I yep. I need more people to agree with that because it was so good. Seriously, I still cry. Like, yeah. I've watched it, I don't even know how many times, and I still cry every single time. Yeah, as if it's the first time you're seeing it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> as if I know Jimmy personally. I mean, we did. We grew up with Jimmy. <laughs> right, that's true. He was our homie. <laughs> and still the episode with JT. Oh, I still cry. <gasps> Kills me inside. Liberty's really cries, I hear them in my nightmares. Yeah. I love Liberty, too. Oh. Yeah. I saw something the other day that said, like, do you know that Liberty and JT's child would be, like, going into their first year of uni right now wait what or maybe it was high school high school makes more sense like a meme yeah she'd be going into like high school because uni that means that would be closer to 20 and yeah i mean shit either way i saw it was like damn that kid's getting old even though you know they don't exist but (laughs) (laughs) i still got emotional Iconic series, Degrassi, The Next Generation. It was mm-hmm. never the same once all of them left. I don't know why they let them go, but your choice. Either. But now we have Drake from it, and I'm happy about it. Um, but I'm probably speaking to the minority of our listeners because <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> you guys aren't really, really on board. But uh, but I am, so I'll just listen yeah. in private. It's fine. Also, you guys yeah. were actually, you guys were really nice to my boy Post Malone. He's still at 75% with his new album, which last week I didn't even know he had a new album. Some fan I am, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he has his new album, 12 Carat Toothache. And I literally just heard about it uh, maybe three days ago and started listening to it. And it's really good. It's very posty. So, hey, if you're, if you're willing to give it a try on your long flight you have coming up, why not, right? Oh, yeah. I think my headphones are broken. Oh, wait. But I'm looking <laughs> at them right now. Uh, no, these is, is a, it's a prop. It's oh, a prop. oh, okay. yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the Vogue cover, the disrespect. We are getting some disrespectful voters on this one. I cannot believe it. I would thought that it would be 100% bop, but it's on a 71% bop. So it's still a bop. Um, okay, I need names. <laughs> who in the hell is voting anything Beyonce does as a flop? And looking at some of the names, I know these people listen to our podcast every single week, and it's shady. So, yes, we are talking to you. I'm not going to put your actual name on blast because <laughs> thank you for listening. But uh, <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk about Seriously. this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not okay. S- someone mentioned, oh, Solange did it better. I'm like, who the fuck? Why are we trying like, to make... We can't... You can't put the two sisters against each other. You can't. No. What they do is different. Yeah. it's. I mean, yeah, it's very different. And I think that was Solange's goal anyways, right? She always wanted to be different from her sister. That's why she didn't use right. her name or anything 
to go off of. Mm-hmm. She's her own. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I saw the shade, and I did not appreciate it. But again, thanks for listening. <laughs> Leave us a review. <laughs> Please do. And then I threw up uh, Housewives of Dubai. I was a little late on that one, but um, so we're still getting lots of votes on that one. Uh, right now, it's actually 50-50 on Dubai. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not mad at it. So that is still to be determined. Um, are you up to date on Dubai? I'm not. I am. I am. Is it good? Is it is it giving us what we need? I'm enjoying it a lot. You are? Okay. I'm really loving it. Yeah. Who's the villain this season? Uh, probably Stanbury. Caroline Stanbury. Yeah. But I think she likes being the villain. Maybe she was cast to be that, huh? Her versus Chanel Ion. So people that are Team Caroline might be against Chanel and vice versa. So I don't know. We'll see how it pans out. From the one episode I saw, they definitely seem like the two heavy hitters, like the mm-hmm. two alphas. And maybe that's why they're clashing is because they both want to be that center housewife when uh, yep. when the credits come on, you know? Yep, exactly. I could see that for sure. What do they hold? Do you know how most of the housewives hold something when they do the credits? I do. I don't remember what they hold, but I can find out, I think. I feel like there's only one. Is it is it New Jersey that doesn't hold anything? I think that might be the only franchise that doesn't hold anything. I think so. I think it is Jersey. Miami holds a mojito. Do they hold a mojito? How did yeah. I know that? And then what does Potomac hold? Potomac holds champagne. Oh, okay. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, Dubai's not holding anything in the pictures. Oh, they're not? Oh. No. So now it's Dubai and Jersey. Okay. Well, um... Maybe, I don't know, maybe if I hear more, if I see more on social media that makes me interested, I'll, I'll go and watch it. But for now, I don't feel like I'm missing out on it. Well, you're going to want to watch it when Phaedra comes on there, for sure. Wait, right? so that really was Phaedra? Yeah, Phaedra's going to be on there. Phaedra oh actually went on the Wendy show and said that Andy Cohen had called her when he heard that she was in Dubai and was like, we need to get you on an episode. And she was leaving and she was like, oh, but when I come back, I'll do it. And then she came back and got an episode. And she also told, um, I forget the guy that was interviewing her, that she's going to be buying a house there mm. in Dubai. She has business out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I would love to see Phaedra back on The Housewives. I feel like that would be enough to make me interested to watch. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued, but again, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. But if Phaedra was on there, I have to watch her. She gives us so much every single time she opens her mouth. So I'm excited to see her on the uh, girls trip that's coming up. So I know. We'll definitely be covering that. For sure. In this episode, in uh, just a little bit, we're going to be talking to Aisha from Below Deck Down Under. Are you excited about that? Uh... So excited. Love her. Aisha, call me or invite us to your next um, boat that you're working on. Yeah, for free. And we'll come out and do a live interview (laughs) for free. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and we will come and meet you there. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's simple. Yeah, let's just do that. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Compromise. So... (laughs) <laughs> Below Deck Down Under. This is really awesome that they uh, introduced this new franchise to Peacock. Mm-hmm. It's not streaming or it's not airing, I guess, 
on Bravo right now. I'm sure it will be because it's doing well on Peacock. Yeah. And Aisha is the chief stew. So after appearing on now three seasons of Below Deck in some form, she is the chief stew and she is holding it down like a boss. She is. What do you think of Below Deck Down Under? What do you think of Aisha's performance on Below Deck Down Under? Um, I love Aisha. I think that, like you said, she's holding it down like a boss. I love to see a chief sue that's just doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like work, you can relate working in hospitality for so long. When you have your shit together, can't anybody touch you? Like, Mm-mm. you're just a badass bitch. It's a hard job. Yeah. And imagine doing, like, what we've done in restaurants on a boat with the same people morning, noon, and night. Oh, mother! <laughs> There's honestly no way that I could do that. There really is no way. I've thought about it so many times. When they have, like, casting, I'm like... Ooh, is this my way into a Bravo series? But there's no way. <laughs> and like the early mornings and yeah. stuff, I'm so not an early morning kind of guy. Yeah. So no. Early mornings, late nights. And the thing about that service versus like, I mean, I've worked in all types of restaurants. I've worked in places where you kind of have to bite your tongue and, you know, yeah. smile and walk away. Yeah. Um, but I've also worked in places where I can like cuss out the people <gasps> if they're rude to me. <laughs> Did you work at well, Dick's I mean, or know, something? The, the, <laughs> the manager wasn't, you know, advising me to do that. But it wasn't a big oh. deal if I did. You know what I mean? Wow. And so for her to, like, have to deal with, you never know what type of guests you're going to get mm-hmm. on a charter. And you always just have to, like, please them. And they're literally always right because they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. Girl, yeah, <laughs> my hat's off to you because... Yes. I don't know if I could do it. And she does it really naturally, too, where um, she doesn't seem like she's bothered. She seems like she genuinely cares when there is a concern. Even as the viewer, it comes off as being yeah. ridiculous, over the top, needy or pretentious with what you're asking. And she yeah. makes it sound like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, so that's good. Right. How does she do it? I I don't know. But I don't either. I couldn't. She's great. I could not do it. <laughs> yeah but yeah so a lot has happened this season uh the finale will be happening after our interview so that's a cool way to hype you guys up if you haven't caught up already you have a few hours to catch up before the finale comes out so <laughs> <laughs> go watch it so make it work designers <laughs> <laughs> But lots has happened. Everything from the hot-ass captain that we talked about a couple of times on this show, Mr. Mm-hmm. Uh, captain Jason Chambers. Yes. Um, still hit me up. If you're listening, oh my God, you could be listening. Hit me up. Instagram. <laughs> hey, Captain Jason. Yes. So he's been exciting to watch. Then we have, of course, Chiefs to Asia. We had... To me, we had Magda that I remember you talked about that you enjoyed watching. And spoiler alert, everyone, again, the finale is like tomorrow. So <laughs> spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Uh, Magda was fired. She was let go. Yeah. What did you think of that? Did you agree? I kind of did. It's not fun to have to pull somebody else's weight. And Magda was very clearly preoccupied by everything she had going on with her boyfriend. She was sucking up all the Wi-Fi. I know. Um, And I just think her head was in a different space. Oh, yeah. Funny that Wi-Fi was a topic of conversation on a TV show because I don't feel like it has really ever come up except for when we were in the COVID era of like reunions. (laughs) Yeah. 
other than that yeah. i don't i don't remember there being somebody on below deck where wi-fi was an issue or using their phone too much was an issue right well usually i feel like most of the boats don't even have service at least in the earlier seasons you would think so right yeah you're in the middle of the ocean and you're traveling you know you're going to different islands and mm-hmm. stuff remember my geography guys don't be on island beaches i don't know <laughs> A country i don't know um and yeah i imagine it would be really tough to keep in communication with people from back home yeah but she made it work <laughs> she did so much is that she got sent back to her boyfriend yeah so. sorry magda i wouldn't yeah. want to i mean i think magda was sweet but i wouldn't want to work with someone like that yeah that'd be tough mm-hmm. yeah. it seemed like she had a pleasant attitude for the most part she I did mean, except Except with Aisha, she was kind of nitpicking, yeah. I think, at Aisha a lot. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. Team Aisha, so she was in the wrong when she would pick on Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> and also Chef... Ryan. Ryan. Chef Ryan. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you frozen? He... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was frozen. Uh, Chef Ryan... <laughs> He was, he was an asshole. I'm just going to say it. He was. Like, why? Why do people have that attitude? Like, of course, so take, take you out of hospitality for a second. If you're an asshole, you're like an asshole. Like, I feel bad for you Mm -hmm. because you have to live with being an asshole, you know, and then you have to unlearn those behaviors. But especially in hospitality, why are there people like bartenders and chefs that always have this like is it chip on their shoulder i feel like i'm using that incorrectly but they just like they're so like rude they think their shit doesn't stink Mm -hmm. and they get to talk to people however they want and that's weird that's a very distorted way of thinking yeah it's vorschach right um no seriously it is though like i don't understand i I mean i do i think a like point blank period i think it's the money um at least from like a bartender like for bartender chefs i feel like don't make as much money Um, don't bartenders make minimum and then they get tips just like a server would i mean bartenders no that's why i think that people that don't have the interest of like serving people and being nice to people become bartenders because it's quick easy money you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then they're assholes because they don't want to be there or, I don't know, they're just assholes. <laughs> With chefs, I feel like chefs, like I look at a chef as an artist. Yeah. And I think the thing is a lot of chefs, um, we don't realize how sensitive they are about their art. And so that's why they are assholes because like, it's like, oh, my soup is too cold. And they take it as like, wow, you've just come for me personally and intellectually so i have to be on the defense i don't agree with it but that's my the way that i'm like oh let me be soft with this chef because you know they might go off the deep end if i tell them that my food is too salty yeah i mean that all makes sense to me it just doesn't for me it doesn't give you that out to be rude because oh no 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 for sure i agree but i think that's why they are rude Look at like a doctor or look at like a freaking doctor (laughs) or a nurse (laughs) or a firefighter, you know, people who are like actively like saving lives, you know? Yeah. If you're an asshole, why are you an asshole? Like, sure, you have this important job. It doesn't give you an excuse to be an asshole for no reason. If I'm not being an asshole to you, don't be an asshole to me. If I'm an asshole to you, then okay, I, I have it coming. 
Agreed. But don't be freaking rude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree there. There's just... And especially, like, in Chef Ryan's case, you are living and working with these people around the clock. It's not mm-hmm. like you get to go home and, you know, de-stress or you don't have to see them tomorrow. You're going to see them tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he was just a major asshole. I couldn't wait for him to be fired. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad he did. So, see ya. Won't miss you. And uh, hope I don't <laughs> I see you see again. I might see him in Philly. Oh, shit. Yeah, you might. Oh, my God. You're going to be there walking the streets, and he's going to be like, wait, you're the curly-haired girl that <laughs> I heard about that was calling me an asshole on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I will you're turn around like, and say, absolutely. And what? It was yeah. me. That was me. You have anything to say? You want a picture? No. Right. Here's my autograph, boops. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so sayonara to him. Definitely going to be asking Aisha about that and what she thinks about them being fired. So I can't wait to hear what she says. Yes. Should we get into that? Yes. Let's do it. Yay. (laughs) All right. Let's go. My guest today is from Below Deck Mediterranean season four and five and the current season of Below Deck Down Under. She is the chief stew, Miss Aisha Jean. How are you doing, Aisha? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Of course, it's our pleasure. We've been wanting you on for a very long time and we're excited that we could finally make it happen. So thank you Yay. for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. So the first question is always, do you love it? Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm sure I love the podcast and I love my job. Hey, double whammy. (laughs) No, I do. I do. There's a reason that I keep coming back because yachting is just, it's such, it's it's one of those industries where I I can't do it full time anymore because I did it full time for, you know, four or five years and you really cannot have a trace of a life. You just can't. Um, and that's, that was fun at the time because I was young and single and that's like what I filled my life with and it was amazing. But, uh, you know, as you get older, you'll see there's, there's kind of like most stewardesses by 30 are, uh, going down to just part time because as you get older, you're like, I actually do want to know my nieces and I do want to go to weddings and I do want a partner. And so, yeah, so I, I just love this whole situation so much because I can do you know, a couple months of yachting and get my fix that I crave. And then I can spend the rest of the year, you know, spending time with my family and and Scott and having quality time. Yes, that makes sense. That's very fair. I appreciate that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're so excited to see you on our screens again. Your definite favorite from the Below Deck universe. Thank you. When did you first hear about this new version of Below Deck that was starting up? Oh, I first heard about it. Oh, I actually first heard about it when we when I was back in I was in quarantine. It was like the summer before we because we started shooting. When did we start shooting? So like quarter way through the year. So the summer before that, um, I went home the summer and I had a two week quarantine and I heard about it in there. And while I was in there, I was like, oh, I was like, take me, take me, take me. Like, this was made for me, come on. Yeah, you know, because I was just at that point where I was, like, craving getting out on the ocean again, and the show was just an incredible experience, and um, so I started the interview process, and I was just so, like, 
grossly passionate about it. I'm like, please, I'll be amazing. I want to show everyone I'll be this great chief too. And yeah, I'm just so, I'm so happy how it all worked out, really. Oh, it really did for us viewers as well. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's such a gift. Absolutely. Did you hear of any other familiar names being discussed for this cast too? No, they everything is kept very hush hush. So I don't I don't know anyone who's on it until I'm actually standing on the boat. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah. we do actually get to witness it um on TV with with you. Oh yeah, they're very very strict about, you know, you don't see the boat or you don't see any of the cast until you're actually walking on. And so yeah, if there is a previous cast member or anything, it's just everyone you see you're like, "Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> like this is what you all look like." Yeah, very organic. Okay. okay. Well, that's the thing. I love that they do that because I think with the show, especially so many people think that it's put on. Like, you know, even my own sister, she's like, you guys don't really get on the boat and start the next day, right? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> literally, like, we see the boat for the first time and we pick up guests in 24 hours and we've just met everyone. Like, it's so intense because the thought of that, she's like, that gives me so much anxiety because obviously you know on on a, on a regular boat in a regular season you've got months to prepare for the season and you're working with the crew and you're training everyone so it's a very um unique situation that we get put into but great formula for a show <laughs> agreed how would you compare this current season to your previous seasons on below deck med um i think it so much harder it was you know I in med I was just so carefree and like you know second so I was very much like oh <laughs> just be crazy and do what you want I mean I still took my job very seriously um but all of the it was at the end of the day it wasn't all on my shoulders if things didn't go well um whereas yeah this season the boat was insanely big for three girls and, um, you know, my first full season being Chief Stew. So I think coming on, it was just, it was a lot of responsibility and a lot of pressure. So, yeah. Well, you rose to the occasion. Thank you. I tried my best. <laughs> uh, what do you say is the best and the worst thing about working on a super yacht? Oh, um, so I think the best thing is, just the social aspect. I'm such a social creature and I love like getting to have all your meals in the crew mess with all of your friends and like sh even sharing a cabin. Like I love sharing a cabin. And you do? When, yeah, I love it. And then, you know, your nights out, like you could go to a quiet bar, but there's so many of you that it's fun anyway. Cause you know, like in regular life, how hard is it to organize like 12 of your friends to meet up to go out it's impossible oh, yeah, no. and so when you've just got all these people right there and we're like should we go for a beer and you turn the bar into like this popping thing it's so <laughs> fun so i love the social side um and the worst thing um i think as i say the worst thing is probably just the lack of personal time like you're just working so much that it's like it's it's quite hard i've always i've put a lot of work into it so I've been better than some but it is hard to kind of keep up relationships with your friends back home and family and you know keep up those that communication with the outside world oh yeah I bet unless you're Magda right oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're Magda. it's so funny because watching it back um I'd completely forgotten about that point when she was like 
when we were talking about her and her boyfriend quite early on and she was like, yeah, but you know, even if you've got a job, whatever, it doesn't matter. You still put them first and you make it work. And I'm just like, well, no, you're, no, work comes first. I was like, what? You're, <laughs> you're on the clock right now. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know, like, sitting there saying to a chief stew, like, yeah, but you'll always put your boyfriend first. You'll always make time to talk to them. I'm just like, uh, excuse me, squash this very quickly. Oh, yes. You shut it down, yes. Yeah. How did you feel when you found out that both Magda and Chef Ryan were being let go? Oh, I felt so happy. I mean, it's, well, it's, you know, it was with Ryan very happy. Like, he did not deserve to be there in the slightest. He was the laziest piece of shit I've ever worked with. But <laughs> Magda, I, that, that's where I was a little bit torn with her because I, I felt relief that we could get a more capable stewardess on because we needed that. But at the same time, she's actually a really sweet girl and she's not, a, you know, she's just young and distracted and I think she hasn't quite learned how to, um, deal with juggling your job in a relationship which I hope she'll learn in time but you know inherently she's actually a really sweet and kind girl so it needed to happen so there was relief but I also felt bad you know and that's that was the first time that I've had to fire someone oh wow yeah so you mean on or off a show yeah like in the past i've i've had a say of if we should let people go and i've decided i've been like yeah i think we should let people go but this is the first time that you know jason because i was kind of like a little at the start of the world, like what do you think and like trying to get him to join in that decision making process but he's just like no like you're the chief shoe this is all your this is all on you like you need to make the decision and it's the first time that it's been completely on me and um and I know that it was the right decision, but there's still you know it's never nice. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Well, Chef Ryan, <laughs> we know yeah. how you feel about him. <laughs> yeah. He was such a thorn in your side for most of the entire charter season, pretty much, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, what yeah. do you think was the real biggest issue between you two? I I it's I don't so many things. Just who he is as a person. I think the biggest issue was uh he he wasn't able to be flexible and that's what drove me crazy because i've i've done yachting for like seven years i've worked with so many chefs and everyone gets the fact that if someone's paying thousands of dollars for to be on a boat uh they might say their dinner times at eight but they can come to the table whenever they bloody well want so the whole thing about a yacht chef is you're supposed to be able to get the food you know, that time is a guideline. It's not the be all and end all. And so you need to be able to get your food to a point where when I say, hey, I can see the guests are heading towards the table, then you can like fire up the last five, 10 minutes of that and get it plated. And she, uh, Ryan just wasn't really capable of doing that. And so to deflect that and kind of cover that up, he turned everything on me and was just like, you don't know how to manage the guests. You don't, you know, you said eight and so I'm planning an eight and kind of turned that into an attack on me but it was just like and I think it was just because he wasn't capable of of being flexible which you have to be hence why I ended up saying you know how many boats have you worked on because I just <laughs> haven't worked with a chef before that doesn't get it as much as he does like that time when he had the, when I went down and I hadn't said anything about the guests being there and the food was plated already I was like 
I've never, in all of my yachting history, I have never, ever seen that. That just blew my mind. Chef Ryan, <laughs> see, you. Yeah, see you next time or not. Piece of work, yeah. <laughs> well, we also saw uh, Jamie, the bosun, and yeah. uh, Benny go back and forth so many times this season. Mm. Uh, did you know about this conflict in real time or are you seeing it now as it airs? I mean, I knew parts of it because... Um, I, obviously, there was that time when Jason wanted me in the in the bridge when they were having their discussion, just so there was like a witness there. Um, but I did not know the full extent of it at all. It's been so fascinating for me watching this season back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on that I just was not aware about. <laughs> Whose side are you on then, now that you're seeing it and you have a different perspective? Oh, Benny. I'll always be there for Benny. <laughs> it's difficult because, you know, like... Um, I know that Benny's, Benny's got that kind of soft personality that I think it's really easy for management to kind of pick on. But I think I think the issue, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that Benny was perfect at all, um, but he was trying really hard. And I think with Jamie, I just think he needs to work on his management and his leadership. And that's something that comes with time because that was also his first season being a bosun. So, you know, maybe he just doesn't have the experience yet. But I just think... You know, the way that he wouldn't be super direct or he'll avoid things or I don't know. I just feel like the way that he dealt with Benny wasn't the way that you would deal with Benny. And so that's why he was just getting more and more kickback. You know, someone, I think when you see someone like Benny who does have quite a sensitive personality or like, you know, not sensitive, but just a bit more gentle in nature, then being like an aggressive cop style leader is not going to work well with him. So you need to learn to adjust your personality based on who you're managing. Mm -hmm. um, what did you think of Culver ditching Brittini at the bar to hang out with the charter guests? Oh, that one was so, <laughs> that was so difficult because I don't know, from me, from my perspective watching them, I feel like it was never... There was never a true spark there. It was one of those things where it's like yacht goggles, mm -hmm. which I'm sure you've heard of before. And it's like, they kind of like were each other's best option. And we were all very much like, do it, do it. Like pushing, <laughs> pushing. And they had so much pressure from all of us to want to do it that we kind of like, it became this thing. But I don't think there was ever, I didn't ever see like an actual natural organic spark. Mm. And so, I mean, I feel like technically he did nothing wrong, but I think, to spare Bratini's feelings, he maybe shouldn't have let himself go and do that. But I mean, at the end of the day, they were in a relationship. So it's not like he did anything wrong, but I think maybe he could have been a bit more sensitive to how Bratini might have been feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. That just happened. Can't believe the yeah. finale's already, you know, in just a couple of days. Know. Oh my I, gosh. I feel like time has gone so fast. Like I actually just can't believe that it's here. I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just going to rewatch over and over until uh, that point so that it feels yes. like you know, <laughs> it's Thank not going to end. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to watch episode 16 like 50 times because yes. I can't quite accept watching the next episode. <laughs> Same here. So what I want to do with you is play a game where we build your dream team. Okay, okay, so for the next time that you are the chief stew, I want to know yeah. who's going to be working with you. Okay. So, I have a few options on each of the positions. So, yeah. for your bosun, would you like to choose Joao from season four, 
Malia from season five of Mm -hmm. Mediterranean or Jamie from Down Under? Oh, wow. Um, You know what? I think that I would go with Malia because she's very good at her job. Like, you know, Joelle and I have got a bit of an abrasive history, shall we say. And (laughs) Jamie, I just don't think is quite competent enough at this point. Um, So, yeah, I'd go with Malia. Malia, okay. I think people would love to see that, right? Yeah. <laughs> to imagine two. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. We're going to get that in their brains uh, mm-hmm. right now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> hear us, hear us, Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And for your deckhands, you can choose two okay. out of Travis from season four. Yeah. Jack from season four. Yeah. Robert from season five. Or Brittini from Down Under. Oh, so easy. I would go with Trav and Brittini. Yes. I love him. Like, Trav, he's my boy. I still talk to him all the time now. Like, he was so good at his job, and he never got the appropriate praise for it because I think he just did it all so – it came so naturally to him that I think people didn't quite appreciate how well he worked. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Brittini, she's just such a boss bitch. I love her. So, yes, those two for sure. Yes, and we love seeing that um, feminine energy on the deckhand side too, right? Well, and she, I think she manages it so well. I think she brings this really beautiful thing to um, the deck team where she's she's just so honest and raw. I think, you know, a lot of the times, like, guys tend to skirt around their feelings or whatever, and I think she kind of brings that space of being like, well, actually, this is how I feel and this is what's going on. But she's not doing it in, like, a like super stoppy annoying way she's actually just doing it in a really empowering way that i think benefited the team a lot great okay i'm not mad at those choices i like it. yeah thank you <laughs> and for your two stews would you choose june june hannah <laughs> i forgot about june believe it such a sweetie bugsy jessica from season five or Toomey from down under Do i get to pick two yes um y- I would pick Bugsy and Toomey. Could you imagine the wow. table decor? <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, um, no, Toomey and um, Bugsy, they're very strong stews, very hardworking, and they just get yachting. You know, they have that work ethic and that common sense that you need for yachting. So they, that would be an amazing team. Oh, yeah. It's shaping up to be below deck all stars, huh? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Could you imagine? A new version. <laughs> that would be such a good boat oh yes. my goodness <laughs> and for your chef would you choose anastasia from season four uh yes. ben from season four for many seasons but yeah most recently uh tom from season five or ryan from down under a thousand million percent ben honestly i i'm not trying to blow smoke up his ass i have been doing this for a very long time and he is one of the best chefs I've ever worked with when you would go down to the galley and be like oh you know there's a change or something like that he you know he wouldn't you just there was no stress or anything he's just like really okay all right um and then within minutes he sought up a whole new like Michelin star worthy meal and I think that's his strength is he can he he's able to think quickly and adapt like he can adapt like I've never seen before yeah. And that's like a really amazing skill to have as a yacht chef. So yeah, Ben for sure. Ben. Or Mila. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, she was so good at that. She was really good at like microwaving things. <laughs> Can you, I still can't believe we had a yacht chef that was microwaving food. Oh my like, gosh. what? Oh my god. Making some snack bar nachos. Those looked yeah. <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> oh god it boggles the mind <laughs> and for your captain would you take sandy from mediterranean jason from down under or lee who you've never worked with that i know of right yeah no from below deck the uh the original series oh jason all the way jason's my boy i love him so much and he's very very good at his job that's awesome. It seems like um, he was very involved, especially compared yeah. to the other two captains that I mentioned. And he really yeah. like knew what was going on at all times. Um, yeah. But it didn't feel like he was micromanaging. Did it feel that way to you? That's what I was just going to say. Like, I loved him because he was always there, but he never felt like he was micromanaging. You know, he was there as like a friend and a support, not as like, it wasn't that kind of energy where it's like, I'm keeping an eye on you. It's like, mm -hmm hey, um, I want to be here to support you. What can I do for you? So, you know, he's always like, this in this season, the number of times he would be outside, like wrapping ribbon around poles and like helping with my decorations, doing the dishes, um, you know, bringing the rubbish out. I had to give him a couple dishwashing lessons actually. He wasn't going hot enough. But, you know, he was always there helping me in some way. And those small acts make such a difference. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He's he's definitely nice to watch as well. <laughs> Gotta yeah, say. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, do you know if there's going to be a season two of Down Under? I don't know, but I really, really hope so, because I would love to do that. We do too, yes. Would you return as a Chief Stew if you were asked oh, back? Absolutely. I would love that so much. So yes. fingers crossed. <laughs> so what can you tell us about the finale that's coming up? Are you able to give us a little preview? No, I haven't watched the episode yet, sorry. Oh, yeah. So um I actually and it was I actually just can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I'm sure it's gonna be amazing. Oh yes. Oh wait, no, I can tell you sorry, it just came into my mind. I can tell you that the location of our last night is absolutely gorgeous. I think everyone's gonna enjoy the final night out. Oh, okay. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so awesome. Again, like I said earlier, you are such a staple to the Below Deck franchise. Aww. Your personality is just so memorable and you really stand out among all the cast members that have ever been on the show. So thank you so much for spending time and lending your voice to our show to uh, talk to me today. So thank you. Much. It was the sweetest thing. I really appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. It was really fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will uh, be watching that finale in a couple of days and we look forward Yay. to seeing what else you have in store for us. Um, we'll we'll be following you on social media. So, yes. Yes. Perfect. All right. We'll see you later. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye, Aisha. Yay, I'm so excited we finally got somebody from Below Deck on our show because we both have watched this for a while now, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. You've been binging, I think, right? I think you were catching up. I have been. Yeah, I just started watching it like during the pandemic. Yeah. So I went back to rewatch like all the old episodes. So right now I just finished season three of Below Deck Med. Yes. So I'm going to season four. 
But you are caught up on uh, Below Deck Down Under, so you know all about mm-hmm. Asia from that, which that's yes. a cool experience. I almost feel like you don't need to watch it in order. There's no like storyline from uh, the Mediterranean seasons to the Down Under ones. Yeah. So that's a good introduction to meet her as the boss. Yes. And a boss she is. Yes, she is. I really hope to see her on the next season or in future seasons of even Mediterranean or the normal season. Mm-hmm. I would love to see her. More Asia, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and from one Bravo show to another, we cannot let a week go by where we don't talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, darling. Yes. She, she, she. I miss Ken. him. <laughs> Do you remember him? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's his name? Ken? Kevin? Kenny? Ken? Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, I think. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss him so much. Yeah. Love him. Okay, so they finished their dinner that they were having on the beach in Mexico. Puta Mita. Am I, what'd you call Mm -hmm. me? (laughs) 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 And it was quite an eventful dinner. I have a few points here, if I may. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite housewife, Sutton Strack, as we all know. Mm -hmm. My God, I hate her. I can't even (laughs) say that. Like, I don't even want to joke like that. It wasn't funny, you know. (laughs) Sutton continues to deny her words again, as she always does. Yep. Conveniently. What did they say that Erica had? She had um, pretend amnesia. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretend amnesia. And she denies saying that she likes Crystal just as much as she hates her. She goes, no. With the finger that you were saying, no. Yes. I did not (laughs) say that. No. (laughs) I can't. But seriously, the accent and all. Like, come on, son. You're killing me. What did you think about that? Her just vehemently denying all of her words and her actions. I think that no housewife, nobody on a reality show, but especially not on the housewives, no one should vehemently deny saying anything because any time that they have, the editors roll back the clip. <laughs> Point blank. Period. I love that they do that. I know. Seriously. Like, if you are this adamant that you didn't say something, please be a thousand percent sure yeah because if there's one thing bravo's gonna do it's gonna put in a clip <laughs> of you doing exactly what you just said you didn't do yeah so and wasn't that from earlier in the conversation too or was that a different dinner um i think that was a different oh no 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 different episode but same dinner i think yeah damn yeah Sutton girl so she forgot what she said <laughs> a few moments ago <laughs> she was acting crazy i mean she was i'm probably biased but even trying to take my bias out of it she was crazy she was acting like really strange and of course she plays the whole like poor me you know when she realizes that she doesn't really have anywhere else to go i need to leave i just can't with all this like i just need to get up and go (laughs) like girl like it's not a cute look you're not this like little baby girl that's getting ganged up on on the damn playground. You are a you are a mature woman and you can take accountability for your words. Right. Own it. Yes. Own it. Own it. <laughs> Own it. And then she also demands that Crystal verbally says that she's sorry <laughs> and that she won't do it again. And she makes it like a whole two minute long, like making her repeat herself. And then she says it. And she goes, no, we'll say it out loud for everyone to hear. Like, what? 
hated that. That made my skin crawl. Like it was such a bully type of move to like regain some sort of dominance in the conversation. I didn't Mm -hmm. like it at all. Oh yeah. That was so weird. Like in what friend group would that be okay? That would be weird. And I would expect all my other friends or all the other people at the table to express how weird and uncomfortable that is to do. Yeah, seriously. I know they're doing a TV show, but I mean, you guys are supposed to be friends. Are you really just not friends when you're not filming? And that's why you guys just all sit there as little props or Mm. I don't know. I I did love Diana speaking up in her defense, though. Yes, that was nice (laughs) to see a little bit of Diana. I mean, we haven't really seen much of her outside of her describing herself. You know what I mean? So to Mm -hmm. see her stand up and that that was nice. Yeah, she was uh, calling Sutton's bluff on saying that she didn't remember the whole I didn't. Well, actually, she didn't say she didn't remember. She said that she did not say that she doesn't like Crystal. And she's like, I was there. Like, yes, you just said it, of course. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, I love that she stood her ground. But then she started crying after Sutton left. And I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> like, I feel bad that this grown woman is crying on TV. And she's never been on, like, a reality show like this yeah. that I know of. It, so I feel bad in that respect. But, like, why are you crying, you know? I don't I, I don't know. I feel like there has to be something about the adrenaline that these women get when they're on camera and like this is something new to like all humans even them that have been on the show for like 10 years yeah there's just has to be something like actually with your i don't know your chemical wiring that makes it so easy to cry which i can't relate to because i've never been on a reality show but that's, that's why i think we see so many tears that we're like what were you crying for garcelle was not having it <laughs> no she was not <laughs> I guess I was Garcelle in that moment, but she's like, "You guys are too much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish eating my mail here." <laughs> no, seriously, I feel her. That was my relatable Garcelle moment. But splitting uh, the hair there on that is Garcelle calling Erica out, saying that she's bugging the shit out of her. <laughs> so I feel like we're gonna have split opinions on this. So I want to hear, how did you feel about Garcelle saying that Erica's bugging the shit out of her because she is kind of navigating the conversation? I think Garcelle was right to say something to Erica. I don't think that she meant it in a way that was trying to like stir a separate pot with Erica, which I don't think, I mean, I, I do think happened giving as Erica put Garcelle's book in the trash. But I do think that when given like Erica, we get it. You do not like Sutton. (laughs) And anybody that's opposed to Sutton, you are going to be on their side. (laughs) I think Erica was getting a little bit, not quite belligerent, but just like, come on, girl. Like, just pipe down. Let them figure this out. But Erica's going to take any chance that she can get to poke at Sutton. Which is like, I get it. I don't like Sutton either. But, girl, be quiet and finish your food and let them duke it out. (laughs) So, I don't think that Sutton was, I mean, that Garcelle was in the wrong by saying, like, you know, shut up, girl. (laughs) I don't know. I just didn't like that. It was a little snappy. I don't know that anyone can really pick on Erica Jane because she's strong enough to where, like, she won't let that happen. But it felt that way as as a viewer that she was kind of just picking at her. And I'm like, how come? Okay, so in Atlanta, don't we call that being a bone collector, what Erica's doing? 
she's yeah, kind of getting so. all the <laughs> she's mm-hmm. getting the information and she's kind of navigating the conversations we see it on all of the franchises mm-hmm. but because so many people that i see on social media dislike erica and they want to see her fail they're saying that you know they were empowered by what garcelle said because they were thinking the same thing erica needs to shut up she needs to know her place and it's like girls i mean <laughs> Erica doesn't really have a storyline right now and that happens yeah. with a lot of a lot of housewives on different shows so they kind of make their position in the group to be the one that pushes these storylines through right so I didn't mind that Erica was doing that at the dinner table with that conversation again fully acknowledging that she is the first person to jump on the anti-Sutton <laughs> train so yeah. there's that there's there is the bias there and i acknowledge that but um garcelle obviously has an issue with erica and that's what you're seeing with her just so yeah. willing to say that because could you imagine like dorit or kyle saying that to garcelle uh, we've seen yeah. we've seen erica say that to garcelle that's but can you true. imagine one of the other ladies saying that i i can't i don't think they would <laughs> But um, I can't imagine them doing that. But I think, like, Garcelle's, she's a strong woman. Erica's a strong woman. I wouldn't think saying that to Erica would, like, throw her off of her guard. You know what I mean? It didn't. Yeah. It would It would throw me off for sure. <laughs> it totally would. <laughs> but it was cool. She was calm about it. And she almost seemed like she wasn't even insulted by it. She was just like, why? What am I doing? And then, yeah. like, that was it. Yeah. So that was cool. Those were some of the points that stuck out to me the most. Uh, of course, it was a long episode. We saw Crystal crying like the next day, which a lot. I felt for her. It was weird that the girls decided to like go and make that a thing to talk about, though. Like, oh, Crystal was crying the whole time. She was crying the yeah. whole day. <laughs> like that felt a little not nice. Yeah, especially like, because they that? were consoling her. I mean, I get it. Like, that can be kind of annoying. Like, don't work on a girl's trip, girl. We're at the beach. We're at Punta Mita. And you're <laughs> yeah. crying all day. Like, I'm trying to get drunk and drink margaritas. <laughs> so I think maybe that could have been their, like, point of, like, bringing it up. But also, like, don't sit there and console her and then, like, go behind her back and complain about it. Yeah. That's one of the things that you're just like, you talk about when you get home from the trip. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. One of my final points on Beverly Hills. Again, I like Dorit. I love her looks. (laughs) But I have to proclaim that she's just getting a little boring. She's a little stale to me right now. Because what is she? She's very level-headed, I think, which is nice. I love a le- yes. level-headed housewife. I love mm-hmm. um, Eileen for that reason. Yeah, loved Eileen. She, well, there's another one, but I guess we don't like her anymore, so I'm not even going to bring her up. <laughs> <laughs> but I love a level-headed housewife. And I appreciate that Dorit is level-headed, and she can speak calmly, and she can give her input without like trying to assassinate somebody's character or anything. Yeah. But what else does she like? Do you remember much about her in this episode? No, I don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sadly to say, because I love Dorit, I know that yeah. she brought the women there. Oh, yeah, I she did. I assume huh? that she went shopping because I didn't see her on a surfboard. Yeah, she went shopping. Um,. I know she talked about, like, having to check in with PK because she was thinking about going home for a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. But she, you know, stuck it out, which I think is good for her. I think we're probably, for the next couple episodes, we might not see that much of Dorit as she's kind of just working through this trauma. And I, I guess I'm just responding to last week we were talking about, like, are we a fan of Dorit? You said yes. And again, I don't dislike her. I really don't dislike her at all. And I like I like looking at her, but I was just kind of racking my brain of like, okay, what is my actual opinion of her? Yeah. And I came to the conclusion that... Like, I don't know really what she's added for the past couple of seasons, except for amazing, stunning looks, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> I know. Because, I know. but I feel like for me, like, the looks are enough. Yeah. Like, and she, no, she has given us a few moments. Um, Didn't she tell Garcelle to shut up or something like that last season? Did she? Her and Garcelle got into it. Was she the one that yelled at her? Yeah. I remember there was one time where someone yelled like really hard at Garcelle and uh, it was like, okay, that was doing way too much. Like, yeah, I think it was Dorit. For? Yeah, she yelled at Garcelle last season. So we've had a few moments, but honestly for me, her looks top to bottom, 100% flawless. That's enough for me to keep wanting her back. Like, yeah. I love it. Even her casual looks, right? Since the robbery. Yeah. You know, she's kind of been playing it down. They're still really good. Yeah. I still like looking at them. They're good. She still looks great. And I just love her, like, the extraness that is Dorit. Like, hi, my babies. Hello, my beautiful babies. <laughs> oh, my God. You do her voice really well. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And when they were like, I bet you Dorit's in her car speaking Spanish right now. Yeah. And she was. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it is coming back to me. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was funny. I <laughs> love those moments for her. Okay, well, that's that's a good note to leave off on then because I'm not trying to bash Dorit. I do like <laughs> yeah. Dorit. We I love like you, her. Dorit. Yes, come on the show. <laughs> Please do. Give us some fashion tips. Oh, yes, that would be so fun. <laughs> well, that was a good episode. Big thanks to Aisha for lending your voice to the podcast. We love you. Again, we hope to see you on more of our TV very soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Please leave a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe to us every week. We're changing up the days, so might not be every Tuesday anymore. It might be, you know, maybe a Wednesday or Thursday sometime in there. Something but, like that. But every week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Do You Love It Pod. Hey. Yes. So we look forward to speaking to you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye guys. <laughs> Do you love it?